Hey, I told you I'd be back. Murphy Houston, it's Mile High Magazine. Hope you're having a great Sunday morning. We're here each and every Sunday morning about this time. And joining me now is uh, Katie Parker, the VP of Sheltering over there at the Dumb Friends League, one of my real soft spots. Been involved with you guys for a long time over there, Katie, and you do such a great job. Oh, thank you. Well, we are so fortunate to have a community that supports our work and celebrates the love of pets with us. Well, you got a thing going on now I'd never heard you do before. It's called the Pity Party. <laughs> I think I've been to That's a few right. of those. Uh, <laughs> well, this is a different one. This yeah. is a happy kind of pity party. Okay, good, good. Well, tell us about that. What's that all about? Well, we've been doing it for a few years now, and it is our annual celebration of pit bulls and pit bull-type dogs. And typically we've done it throughout the month of June, and we just take that whole month to really celebrate all of the unique qualities about pit bulls and all of the things that make them special and um, really use it to promote the great things that we know about pit bulls and to try to help um, get rid of some of the stigmas and help people really get to know pit bulls individually as dogs, just like they know other dogs. Well, pit bulls seem to get a bad rap, don't they? They do. You know, sometimes they historically have just had a little bit of um, a bad reputation. Well, I can tell you right now, my youngest daughter, Liz, and her family, they have a pit bull. His name is Roscoe, and he is the best pit, do- pit bull I've, I've ever, you can imagine. He's friendly. He's kind. He gets along with other dogs. So they have a lot of good feelings, too, don't they, pit bulls? They really do. I mean, some people who are pit bull owners say that they're the most loyal dogs on the planet and that they can be goofy. They have lots of energy. They like to do things, but they also get really tired, so they like to be couch potatoes. And I think what what we need to be careful of is that we don't just group them all together because just like any other type of dog, they're all different. They're all unique and have their own personality as a dog. And uh, are all the ones you have at the Dumb Friends League, are they pure pit bulls? Are they mixed pit bulls or both? (laughs) <laughs> they are um, everything that you just said. I mean, they're, it's pretty hard, actually, to pin down a purebred pit bull. It's really kind of just a generic term for a dog that looks a certain way. And so we have a bunch of different breeds that we are including in our promotion and that when we talk about pit bulls, we're kind of um, using that as just to, just to group these dogs together. So it could be a bulldog mix. It could be a boxer mix. It could be a Staffordshire Terrier mix. It could be a mix of all of those together. Um, so really, it's just a dog that's kind of muscly and strong and has kind of a blocky head. Those are the ones that we're talking about, and we are celebrating all of them. Well, I have a blocky head. Maybe that's why I get along with pit bulls. It's, yeah, hey, it's maybe. A, yeah, it's a big friendly thing we do here. So what are the is there a special adoption uh, deal now with pit bulls? There is. So through the whole month of June, we've been sending every pit bull adopter home with a, um, a special T-shirt that recognizes the, the new owner as a pit crew member here. And then the dog goes home with uh, a couple of things. For one, a week of free training through a partner. And we really um, are using that to help the, these dogs get accustomed to their new family and to the, for their family to um, work through any challenges they have with getting that new dog incorporated into their life. They go home with special toys and treats and some Dumb Friends League swag. And for the second half of the month, so since last week on the 15th, we have also discounted all adoption fees for these dogs to just $50. Oh, wow. That's a good deal. It is a great deal, especially when you consider that you might be adopting your new best friend for just $50. And that's another good reason to consider adopting a pit bull because uh, people, I think people need to get over that, oh, they're, I don't know, they're tough dogs. And you could go spend some time with the pit bull you're thinking about adopting at the Dumb Friends League. Just see what it's like, can't you? Yep.
just hang out and bring the family and maybe another dog if you have one. Yep. You can come and visit. You can walk through and look at all the dogs we have. And then if you find one that you want to meet, we would be happy to introduce you and um, anybody that's in your family and other dogs that you have for sure. You know, maybe there's some new timers out there, Katie. What resources does the Denver Friends League offer for new dog adopters? Well, we offer uh, behavior support and post-adoption medical support for every animal that we place into a new home. We have partnerships with local veterinarians, and we also have uh, the ability to provide care here for a period after adoption for medical things that might come up. And we have a behavior hotline, and that behavior hotline is actually available to any owner of any pet. It's not just pets who were adopted from us or who were adopted recently, but we especially use it to support new new pets in their home and, and families who are incorporating a new pet. So we um, those are the things that we do to support new adopters. We also have services available to support pet owners of all types. So uh, we have our CSU Spur Veterinary Hospital where we provide subsidized veterinary care. We partner with the Colorado Pet Pantry to provide emergency food resources so that um, a food scarcity is never the reason that someone has to part with their pet. And through that partnership, Colorado Pet Pantry keeps pets with their families, and we help them to make sure that connection gets made in, the, in a timely fashion. And um, we work with all of the shelters in the Front Range and in the region to connect based on what each community needs. So if we're not the right resource, we help pet owners find the right resource so that they can get the help that they need. Well, and you uh, have a, a fine service for people just to drop pets off, too, for whatever reason it is, correct? We do, yep. So through our pet admissions department, that is how animals get taken into our shelters here. And uh, we are, right now, we're taking dogs by, by appointment. And then for all other animals, we're just a walk-in service. Um, the reason we're taking dogs by appointment is because we've had so many dogs coming in over the last couple of years that we've had to schedule appointments to kind of be able to manage that influx. Um, but we, we don't have a very long waiting list for those appointments, and we, we feel like for emergencies and things where people can't wait, we do have exceptions. So, you know, we try to really be a resource for anyone who might need it. If your pet can't stay with your family, we want to have a safe place for that pet to go. Now, Katie, I'd heard some talk, not from you, but from other folks about dogs. And the reason there's so many dogs being dropped off now at various shelters is because of COVID. And during COVID, because so many people were sheltered in, they did adopt dogs. But now the table's turned and they don't want them so much anymore. Is that true? Uh, you know, it's it's hard to pin it down. I think that is one reason among lots of reasons that we're seeing a lot of dogs. I think in a lot of ways, COVID was sort of this huge huge disruption to people's lives right and it changed the dynamics of the way people live and so yes maybe they adopted a pet during covid thinking that it would be a great fit and then after covid things changed whether they had to go back to work full-time uh, we are seeing a lot of challenges around housing that are causing it to be difficult for people to retain their pets so oh. they might have to downsize and go from a house with a yard to an apartment they might have to move in with a roommate, and maybe that roommate has a pet, and the two pets don't get along. We're just seeing a lot of things where a challenge to the, the humans and their housing situation makes it even more difficult for that pet to stay with the, their family. And that's why I have the Dumb Friends League there. 
And, yeah. and I think you just touched on this a little bit, but I'm thinking of our, I guess this might be our sixth dog we've gotten from the Dumb Friends League, Bear Dog. And uh, we got him because he was dropped off and he had a horrible hip situation. And you guys fixed him up and then before we even knew he existed. And <laughs> we adopted him, the little guy, and he's been perfect. And you, that's what you do, too. You do offer all these services to heal up dogs. We do. So when an animal comes into the shelter who doesn't have an owner and has something going on medically, we are so fortunate that we have a lot of veterinary resources. And so we are able to provide a lot of different um, options for care for those medical things. For people who are who have a pet who has veterinary needs, those things don't typically go through our shelter. Those go through uh, our CSU Spur Veterinary Hospital, where we provide services for owned pets. So regardless of which situation the pet is in, we do have options for veterinary care. Well, you guys do it all, but that all requires, well, money, volunteers, and more, right, Katie? That's for sure. So where do we get involved? If, uh, I mean, oh, you have a lot of volunteers, but th- with the operation you have, and it's more than just dogs, by the way, uh, you need help. That's right. We are so fortunate for how supportive the community is and how much they embrace our work and help us with our work. And we are always looking for additional people who want to volunteer, whether they want to come to one of our shelters or to our equine center or to our veterinary hospital and work with the animals directly, whether they want to help us raise money, whether they want to foster animals in their own homes and have those animals for a short period of time and either help them grow or help them rehabilitate from a medical issue. There are so many ways. Almost everything we do is supported by volunteers yeah, who yeah. complement the work of our staff. And so it's amazing how many different ways people can contribute. And do, do you have to be a certain age? Because I know during the summertime there's uh, like teenagers, high school kids maybe looking for something to do. Apply to be a volunteer? Yep. You can apply to be a junior volunteer. And there are certain requirements and guidelines that we have for that. Uh, we have opportunities for kids younger than that, younger than 16. Um, but it's a little bit more like uh, educational type opportunities where they can volunteer with an adult. And, um, of course, through fostering, it's a really great way for younger people to participate as a volunteer in our work. Yeah, and it teaches them a little responsibility, too, to adopt a pet or not adopt, but to foster a pet and then return them back, which I could never do. I don't know how people do that fostering thing. I'd have a house full of animals is what I'd have. (laughs) It's hard for me. I've been more successful when I'm fostering multiple because... You do realize that you can't keep them all, so it makes it a little bit easier to say, okay, on to your new homes, and I'm ready for the next batch. <laughs> You're stronger than I am, Katie Parker, <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, it hasn't always worked out. So. No. All right, listen, I want to back up a little bit to the pity party promotion, uh, promotion that's going on till the end of June. Does that uh, affect all breeds? Are they included with the pity party, all breeds of dogs? Nope, not all breeds. So we're focusing on American Bulldogs, English Bulldogs, Boxers, Bull Terriers, Staffordshire Bull Terriers, American Staffordshire Terriers, American Pit Bull Terriers, and any mix of any of these breeds. And so if you visit one of our shelters, we've got the dogs that are part of our promotion clearly identified with some cute stickers that talk about the promotion so that you can see which dogs are included. So, and this pity party is going at uh, all locations of the Dumb Friends League. That's right, in, at the Buddy Center in Castle Rock, at the Leslie Malone Center in Denver, and at our uh, San Luis Valley Animal Center, which is in Alamosa. Well, how's that going out there in Alamosa? It's awesome. Alamosa is such a wonderful community, and they have really embraced our work. And we are finding that there's a lot of need for our services. There are a lot of people interested in supporting us. There are a lot of great animals there that are benefiting from the care. So we are very happy to be there. 
guys are doing a great job. And as we said, it does uh, require financing because you are a nonprofit. How can people donate and how can people help with money? Well, thanks for asking about that. Yeah, we are a nonprofit, and um, through community support, we're able to raise the funds to do all the work that we do. So a lot of it is just through direct donation, through our website or by calling or by coming in. You can make a one-time donation. You can sign up for monthly donations, which is fabulous for us. Um, And we also have a lot of fundraising events throughout the year. So coming up at the end of the summer, we have the Lulapalooza, which is our biggest fundraiser of the year and is um, a really fun sort of festival-type atmosphere with a concert. It's out at our Harmony Equine Center, and um, so tickets for that are on sale now, and it's just a really fun event. Well, it is, and I uh, fortunately get a chance to emcee that event and have it at the Equine Center. If you've never been to the Equine Center, it is it is fabulous. Talk about that a little bit while I have you here, Katie, the Equine Center. Sure. Harmony Equine Center, which is out uh, in Franktown, is our horse facility in other equines as well. And it's primarily a place where we partner with law enforcement from around the state of Colorado to make sure that they have a place for equines to go if there's um, a need for them to impound them. So occasionally we take pet, uh, horses from private owners. But most of the time, these are horses that came from a law enforcement situation. And we take them into Harmony Equine Center, and we're able to provide them veterinary care, just like at our shelters, and training, rehabilitation, so that they can become horses that can be adopted back out to a farm or to a family to be a companion horse. And um, make sure that they have what they need. So a lot of times it requires refeeding the horses to help them gain weight. It can require some, like I said, some medical care. Dental care is often something that they need. And we go through everything, get them trained up so that they can be a great horse for someone. It's a fabulous place to visit. I just love it down there. (laughs) I appreciate all the work you guys do, Katie, at the uh, Dumb Friends League. Don't forget about the pity party going to the end of June. You got uh, Lollapalooza coming up in August, which is a fabulous fundraiser. Uh, Give them your website again so they can go for all that information. Sure. It's www.ddfl.org. Katie Parker, thanks so much for what you're doing and everybody's doing over there at the Dumb Friends League. Thanks so much, Murphy. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, you as well. Thank you guys for hanging out. It's Mile High Magazine. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you uh, next weekend.